Thank you very much, Varen. So good morning, everyone. It's lovely, lovely, lovely to just uh, be here this morning, um, just to be in the OG congregation. Hey, this is where everything started. Um, it's really incredible. What an amazing privilege to be back. Um, and it was a, a nostalgic kind of just moment, um, even just preparing the preach um, just this morning. And I must admit and confess this morning that I, I was torn between three preachers. Um, so I felt the Lord say, you prepare however you want to prepare, and I'll show you what to do. And even right now, as I'm going to preach, you know, it feels like I'm really going to heavily just rely on what the Holy Spirit wants to do this morning. Um, and then we're just going to dig deep with, uh, with just what He wants to do. Is everyone okay with that? Um, so this morning, as we were just busy with, um, just with worship, I saw a picture of an old trophy that was uh, almost like in the garage. I felt like I saw a lot of boxes, um, and in that, between those boxes, I saw trophies that were gathering dust and medals that were gathering dust. And I, and I was just trying to figure out, like, what does this, what does this mean? And I felt like there's some of us this morning where, um, you know, the Lord, what the Lord wants to come and do is He wants to come and give you new stories of what it feels like to run for Him and to run for His kingdom. I felt like there's some of us who maybe there was a season in your life where you ran hard for the Lord, that you pursued the kingdom of God, and your life, or your whole life literally revolved around the kingdom, the dream, and the plan of God, and how He wants to advance your kingdom. But in a sense that, you know, something changed, and that God in this season wants to give you those new stories. And in that, I felt the word in Hebrews, I think it's Hebrews 12, that says, now since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every sin and weight that so easily clings to us. I really just felt like that for some of us, there's a, a weight in a sense that you've clung upon. And some of those weights, I think it came up in worship that it, it could be possessions, it could be careers, it could be just good things, or it could be family that we're clinging upon. And I feel like the Lord wants to call us this morning to, in a sense, just lay aside every weight and sin that clings to us. And He says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame, and is right now seated at the throne of God. And I felt like this morning, the Lord just wants to come and take his rightful place in our lives again. I saw this picture of a seat that is empty, and, and I felt like in that, and I, I know this is a weird way to start off, to start off a preach, but, I, but I, I just want to be obedient to what the Lord is doing. I saw a seat that is empty, um, and in the seat, I thought the Lord says, I want to come once again and take my rightful place in your life. I want you once again to come to a place where your life revolves around my kingdom, revolves around my plan, and not what you think is good for your life. So I feel like in a sense, just that, that the last song in a, also had a some of that, there's a, there's a surrendering this morning um, that the Lord is calling all of us to do, to say, let's check our lives this morning. Let's just take a take account in a sense, because I, I, I had to take account for the past couple of weeks to just really, in a sense, just see, is my life still where God wants it to be? Does it still revolve around His kingdom? Um, and while I was busy preparing, the last image that I saw is an image of a guitar. And I think for those, you know, who are musical, you would know that a guitar, any string on a guitar, if it's just off one, you know, or two turns, you, you would know that it doesn't sound too lacquer, right? Um, and, and I felt that for some of us, that's, that's just what God wants to do this morning. Just come and tweak and just tune our hearts to align our hearts with His purposes again. 
Um, so that's kind of like, if, 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 if you don't remember anything that I said right now, uh, that's kind of like the gist of what I, I really pray that God would come and do uh, this morning as we look um, just into His Word and as we just look at what it is that He's calling us to do. So as I say, I'm really going to rely on the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm trying to like filter three different preachers that are back of my mind. And it feels like all of them are so intertwined this morning in just what the Lord wants to do. So I have been mesmerized for the past couple of months. I have an eight-month-old son. I don't know if to me and, and Oya here. Uh, but I've been mesmerized. I have an eight-month-old son, and he is the most beautiful thing you can lay your hands on. You know, he is, he is really beautiful. He's not a handsome boy. He's, he's a beautiful boy. Um, and, and I must say, like, every single moment when I come from work or wherever I am, it doesn't matter how hectic my day was. As soon as I get into my home or as soon as I just take out my phone and I look at a picture of him, my heart just melts. You know, the world just becomes a better place again. Um, and, and in a sense, I must say, I, I looked at him the other morning. I woke up and I was really, really, really tired, really super, super tired. And I looked at him and I said, you know what? You are the boss of the house right now. Our schedules, our sleep, everything revolves around you right now. Um, and, and, and while obviously that was a joke, but, but I realized in that moment that it is true that, that some of our lives right now, me and my wife, revolves around our son. And while that is a good thing, while I'm called as a husband, you know, as a leader, as a head of my house, as a king and as a prophet of my house, while I'm called to fulfill that role, I need to check my heart to say, will God's kingdom take precedence in my life or will there come a time where my family becomes too important for me to pursue the purposes and the plans of God? And I feel like that's something we need to check this morning because there's land that God wants us to take. There is a kingdom that God wants us to advance. And, and if our lives or our eyes are set on our lives and our plans, our careers, and whatever it is that may take precedence in your life, we're going to miss the plan of God. We're going to miss being part of what God is busy doing. We're going to miss what it is that God is doing in the nations. We're going to miss what it is that God is doing in the seasons. And we are called to be like the sons of Issachar, those who understand the times around us. We say, God, how can we position ourselves? How can we position our lives in order for us to be in the place where you can use us for your kingdom and for your plan? So this morning, I... I just want to rock the boat, and I'm so glad that Warren is here and the rest of the other elders. They'll do the pastoral work afterwards. I'll, I'll kind of like just do damage, and then they'll just come and do, uh, yeah, just, uh, uh, just, just catch up, Warren. Th thank you so much. Uh, I really, I really appreciate it. Uh, yeah. So, so I, want us, I want to lay before you right now, and, and I, I would like actually to come to a point as we end, just to come to a place of just reckoning and a place of just deeply looking at our lives. Um, I'm hoping that even as I preach this morning, that this won't be something that is theoretical. Um, I really pray that it's something that will come and will simmer into our hearts this morning and that God will come and in a sense would, would come and, and just a, a, a line and, and twig and, and just, you know, just whatever He wants to do with His Word this morning. I really pray that He will come and just set something right again um, in our lives. Let me just pray, pray for, for myself uh, this morning as I'm nervous um, and then we'll just dive, dive into it. So, Father, we just want to thank you for your word. God, we want to thank you for this moment right now. Lord, we thank you that you've 
Lord God, just given us an amazing, amazing privilege to even be in your presence. God, what a privilege, Lord God, it is this morning to know that you have, you have, you have created access for us to come before you. God, we thank you that you've made a way for us to be reconciled to you and that we can come before the Father to receive mercy and to find grace, Lord, because of what you have done, Jesus. Lord, and I pray even right now, God, would you just come and take your rightful place in our lives. And Lord God, we pray that every single thing in our lives that is not submitted to you, God, I pray right now, Father, would you come and would you just align it once again this morning. I pray, would you just take even our heart's desires, God, would you just... Once again, Father, just align us, Lord God, in such a way, Father, that, that our lives, God, and our eyes and every single thing is set on you and your kingdom and what it is that you want to do in our lives, but also through our lives. So we honor you this morning, and we thank you in the name of Jesus. Everyone said amen and amen. So I would love to speak to us this morning about just advancing the kingdom of God, um, or in a sense, just taking land. So if you look at the book of Numbers um, 13 and Numbers 14, um, there is a story, a, a significant, significant story of the Israelites um, and just a few other characters that we'll mention right now where, where God came to Moses and he said to Moses, Moses, I am giving you a land. I'm giving Israel a land. And we all know what that land is. That land is Canaan and it's a, it's a, it's a land that was flowing with milk and honey, a land that was fruitful and had all sorts of things going for it. And God is coming to, to, to Joshua in the desert and he's saying, I am giving you guys this land. I'm giving it before you. And it's amazing that God is saying, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, it's, it's not an if or, or anything like that. It's I am giving you this. You know, it's going to come. You are going to take hold of this thing. I'm giving it to you as a possession. And as God is doing this, he says to Moses, Moses, I want you to choose 12 men. And these 12 men, obviously, as we know, you know, they were from the tribes of Israel. And th these were men that were, that were clever. It, it was men that were leaders. It was men that, that knew what it was to, to stand in the headship of their tribe. So it was men that was highly looked upon. And then God says, I want you to choose these men. And these should be the men that goes out to go and spy out this land. And God gives them, you know, in a sense, a layout of how to survey this land. He says, Moses says, when you guys go, I want you guys to look at a couple of things. I want you guys to, to, to look at this picture and say, how is this land? Is it a fruitful land or is it not a fruitful land? You know, how are the people that, that are living there, are they strong or are they weak? You know, is it a land that is overflowing with fruit or not? Are the people poor or are they rich? You know, are the cities fortified or are they not fortified? So he says, I want you guys to go specifically look for a couple of things because if we need to take hold of what God has given to us, then we need to know what is ahead of us. Right, so as Moses sent these guys out, we all know the beautiful story that they go out and then they go survey this land and they find beautiful, beautiful things. I mean, they find even a, it, maybe it must have been a, a little bit like Stellenbosch. Eh? They find a tross, you know, or just a, a cluster of grapes that was so, so big, you know, that literally guys, two guys had to hold this thing on their shoulders with a stick. Imagine finding a bunch of grapes that is so heavy that you can't like hold it yourselves. I mean, it was, a, it was a land that was overflowing with fruit and a land that was overflowing with a bunch of fruitful things that was going for it. And God is saying, I want you guys to go out and I want you to possess this land. But where I would like to pick off from 
I would like to pick off from uh, uh, Numbers 13, verse 25, where they are giving a report um, uh, about this land that they saw. So if you can just pull it up. So it says, at the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land. And they came to Moses and Aaron and to all the congregation of the people of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told him, we came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. However, the people who dwell in the land are strong, and the cities are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the Nijib. The Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the hill country. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it. For we are well able to overcome it. Then the man who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have, we, which we have gone to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people that we saw in it are of great heart. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who came from the Nephilim, and we seemed ourselves like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. I mean, it's a significant piece of story. I know that all of us know this story, and it would be amazing, you know, just in your own space, even to just dig deep into this, into this story. But I felt specifically, almost like in a prophetic sense, that there is land that needs to be advanced, that there's a kingdom that needs to be taken a hold of. I felt like, in a sense, for a congregation on two levels, uh, for the congregation in AM, that there is a new land that the Lord would call us to advance in, new land that we're called to take. But I also felt like even in our own personal lives, our own, you know, relationships with the Lord, that there are areas of our lives that God actually is calling us to advance in. There are things that God is calling us to step up into saying, I am wanting to do a new thing. And if you're not going to know how to position yourself in this season of your life, you are going to miss out on what I want to do. And I feel like the Lord also in that place wants to come and poke at some of the stuff that are holding us back from actually pursuing His kingdom and taking hold of what it is that He has for us. So once again, just recapping on the story. You know, as these guys come back, you see three things that I would like to focus on. The first thing is you see that they, they're relying on their own ability. Although God said, guys, this is something I'm giving to you. I'm giving it to you. It's really yours. You know, it's not like a prophetic or metaphoric kind of like thing. God is saying, I am giving this thing to you. And these guys come back, and, and after they've seen every single thing, the fruitfulness of the land, how beautiful it is. There, there's many, many other things that were actually in that region that the scriptures here doesn't even mention of how fruitful this land actually was. But these guys, I mean, imagine as your Israelite, but, but this time they have journeyed with God. But this time they have walked with God. They've seen 
things. They've gone through deserts. They, they've been through difficult, difficult moments. But one of the most significant things that we all know is they, they've seen how God, before their own eyes, devoured the Egyptians that were pursuing them. So these are people that actually have a, almost like a CV of God's faithfulness. They, these are people that know who God is. They know how mighty God is. They know that they, they were in an oppression and, and God sent Moses to come and deliver them for many, many years, hundreds of years that they were, they, were, they were oppressed and God took them out. So it's not people that don't know God. It's not people that have heard about God, but it's people that have primary, first-hand testimonies of what it feels like to be delivered by God. And here God says, I'm giving us this land. And they choose to remove their eyes from the ability of God to their own ability. They say, we are not able to take this land because these guys are more able than we are able. I'll just, I'll just read, that, uh, read that part again. It says, then the, men, uh, then the men who had gone up said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we are. So they're choosing to look at their own strength and their own ability to possess and to take this land. And we all know that if we look at our own strength and what we can do, we are unable to take anything that God would want us to take. We will not be able to pursue, you know, anything that God has for us to pursue, you know, His kingdom to take hold of what He wants us to take a hold of if we look at our strength. And for many, many times you would see that in the, in the journey of the Israelites, God would say to them, do not rely on horses and chariots. Do not rely on skills, do not rely on strong men, do not rely on strategies, do not rely on, on plans of war. I want you guys to, to rely on me as your God. And I feel like, you know, that, that's something, first of all, that the Lord just wants us. You know, first of all, He's saying, I want you to advance my kingdom. So I want to say that if you're a student in here, or whether you're an engineer, or whether you're a lawyer, or whatever, career you, you, you're in, or whether you're in HR, whatever you're in, I want to say that your primary role of being here on this earth into, uh, is to advance God's kingdom and His kingdom first. I want to say that first of all, you are called to advance His kingdom, and, and the question that we should actually be asking is, how can I as an engineer, or how can I as a lawyer, or an accountant, whatever it is, how can I advance God's kingdom through my abilities and my skills and what, what, what He has given me in my hand? It shouldn't be, how, how, can, God, how can God's kingdom complement my plan and my dream and what I want to do? So I feel like there's something that God would want to just come this morning once again and say, could you set that something right? I don't want you to look at your own ability. I don't want you to look at your own life or your own preservation or anything like that. I want you to, to, to first of all, chase and, and advance my kingdom. And as you do that, I want you to not look at your own ability. Do not look at your own ability. I want your eyes to be set on me. I want you to look at the ability that I, that I can. And, and, and in this, if I look at my own life and my own testimony and what God has brought me through and all of those things, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a story, one story of just God's miracle after miracle and God's grace after grace after grace. And I'll share one of those stories with you. In my first year of marriage, um, to me and I, obviously we all know that when you um, are married, um, the first day, you know, the, the world says, guys, you need to gather up, you know, finances, you need to gather up, you, you're building house, right? You, you need to make sure that all your stuff are in order because it's a foundation that you're setting for the future. But the problem with that is I was working for an NGO and of course, um, Chris is not here, thank you. 
uh, but I was working for Scarce. And, and obviously, as you would know, Scarce, you know, like I earned a huge amount of money, you know, like a, a huge salary. Um, and, uh, um, and, and with Tumi um, on, on the side, she was a quantity surveyor in Century City. Um, but, but the problem was, Tumi would go out of the house. This is our first year of marriage at 5 o'clock in the morning or 5.30 in the morning to go to Century City. And she would come back at 6.30 at night. I mean, this is the first year of marriage. And, and, and this thing was so difficult for us to such a point where we said, God, wh- what it is, like, what, what, what's our life really, really about? And we felt God said, Godfrey, I've given you guys a mandate. And when I, when I called you from Bloemfontein, from the free set to come to Stellenbosch, I didn't call you guys to just come and exist here, to just come and sleep here. I called you to come and advance my kingdom in Stellenbosch. And we said, God, okay, what, 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 what adjustment do we need to make? And we felt God says, Tumi should leave her job. And I mean, I was working for an NGO, you know, I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a faith step, you know. Uh, but we felt God said, she, she needs to be in Stellenbosch. I've called her to be in Stellenbosch because I've called you guys to minister to people and to serve, you know, my people in Stellenbosch. And then we went to, you know, I went to Timmy and said, hey, this is what I feel the Lord is saying. And we spoke about it, we prayed about it, and she had to go back to our bosses and say, okay, you know, I, I need to quit my job because this thing is not working out. God has called us to Stellenbosch. And it was such a difficult thing to such an extent that when, when she left or just before she left, I think her Sally was like one and a half or something like that. How as a junior, they came up and said, well, what can you offer you? You know, you tell us which hours you want to work in the day. You know, you t- we'll pay your petrol. I mean, the offer was so good that we looked at each other and we asked ourselves, yes, is this not maybe God blessing us here? You know? And, and the scary thing, the scary thing about it is we, we actually reached out to some of our friends, you know, prophetic people who looked at our lives and said, guys, you've struggled for many, many years and we feel like this is the Lord actually blessing you guys. But the trick is every time we would go before the Lord and pray, we would feel the Lord saying, you need to lay this thing down. So we were torn in, 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 in really, like we were, it was a difficult, difficult season. But at the end of the day, we laid it down. And, and what we thought was going to be like a month, you know, like and then she's in another job in Stellenbosch, ended up being five months. It ended up being, you know, something that challenged us to the core. And, and in that, we, we looked at each other, we said, it's difficult, but are we going to be obedient to the plan of God and how he wants to advance his kingdom, or are we going to look at our own interests? And I think being in a place like Stellenbosch, Stellenbosch is one of the most innovative places that you can probably find on the planet. It's a place where everyone, you know, comes here to study. Everyone works for incredible big companies. And, and, and a lot of people are thinking, how can I advance in my career? How can I climb the ladder? How can I make more money? How can I buy a bigger house? How can I, you know, complete my master's, my doctor's, you know, my, all of those things. You know, it's, it's just the way that this town, you know, just operates. It's really how it is. And, and if we, we're not careful, that thing, you know, in, infiltrates us as, as people of God. And we find ourselves, you know, filtering the life that God wants us to live through our own dreams and our own plans. Instead of looking at His kingdom first and His righteousness first and saying, how can we position ourselves for God and His plan? I know it's a difficult thing to, 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 to look at this morning, but I really want us to assess this morning, you know, Are we looking at ourselves or are we looking at advancing God's kingdom? So the one thing that we see or the second thing that we see 
is we just see how terrified these guys were. So they say, so they brought to the people of Israel a bad report of the land that they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone to spy out is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people that we saw in it are of great height. So you can see when you're reading this that these guys, you know, they, they, their minds and their eyes were completely fixated on the circumstances around them. And because their minds were fixated on the circumstances around them, they saw guys that were probably twice the size. And I actually think there's some of probably the side that they were exaggerating in, in this piece. You know, as I know men, you know, like, I mean, as men, if we go war or let me say if we uh, were stuck somewhere in the Karua, you know, like with our bucket, I mean, we will tell the story, you know, when we see our friends, we'll, we'll add a few things that just to, you know, kind of exaggerate it. You know, and, I, and I probably think, you know, it's also what happened there, you know, but, but, but these guys, they, they allowed themselves to be filled with fear. You know, they, they looked at these guys, they looked at what was going on around them, they looked at the fortified cities, and a fortified city speaks of, of, of war, it speaks of people who are skilled in actually waging war. So they looked at all these things, and they looked to themselves, and fear actually filled their hearts. They looked at the crowds around them, and fear filled their hearts, and we all know that we cannot, we cannot advance God's kingdom if, if we are filled with fear. And there is a lot of things that, that has a potential to cause fear in our lives. And I've been just torn in the past couple of weeks in a thousand different places. It seems I've had, you know, just a chat with Warren as well as we're just trying to, to discern what is God doing in our lives in this season. Where is God calling us and how does he want us, you know, to position ourselves as a family for his kingdom and for his church. And as we're just, you know, just uh, seeking the Lord in these things, I must you know, say that I've been filled with fear. I've honestly been filled with fear. And, and now more so that my son is here. You know, because obviously I need to be responsible as a husband. I need to be responsible as a father. But, but now that my son is here, now that I look at him every single day, when, when God calls me to do something that is uncomfortable, I, I promise you it's now much, much, much harder for me to obey God than it was even a few months ago. And that is scary. That is scary. It's much, much harder now to look at my finances and to be filled with fear, to say, God, if you call me right now, let's say to Zambia or wherever, I, I, I don't think my first answer is going to be yes. I think it's going to be a wrestle. Because if I need to be, you know, just completely honest this morning is I, I'm fearful. I'm fearful for my security. I'm fearful for, 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 for my wife's security. I'm fearful for my child's security, for, for the future, and all of these things. There's fear that floods in my heart. I need to be honest with that. And I think a lot of times when God calls us to just re-examine our lives to say, guys, how are you, how are you positioning yourself for my kingdom? I think, it's, I think for a lot of us here, sometimes we are filled with fear. Because we can see that things around us are a bit shaky. I mean, especially right now in, in the economy of South Africa where the, the, the rent and everything is fluctuating. There is no sense of certainty at all. All of these things make us nervous and they make us fearful. But we need to be of those who remove our eyes from the enemy around us. And to say, God, where are you? What are you busy doing? And what can I do to position myself for you and your kingdom. And one of the ways that we do that is actually this morning it came up. It's by beholding God. It's by looking at God. 
And one of the guys that for me is an absolute just amazing example for what it looks like to just behold God is a man called John. In the book of John 1, we see the Bible says John was with two of his disciples or he, or, or he was with his disciples and Jesus passed by. And as Jesus was passing by, it's almost like John pauses his disciples and he says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. So in the midst of something that is, you know, obviously uh, uh, important, you know, it's a relationship. You know, you, you can see that this guy is busy doing life with his disciples. He pauses that and he says, behold the Lamb of God. He redirects their gaze and their attention, you know, to God. You know, and, and, and further on, even in John 1, it says, the next day, John was with two of his other disciples. And once again, you know, he pauses them and he says, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I want to say it makes a huge difference when we fixate our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfect of our faith. When we carve our time to be with God. It, 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 it completely changes the way we even process life decisions, the way we position ourselves for God's plan and for God's dream and what it is He wants to do in His kingdom. So I want to ask, how does that look in your life this morning? Do you carve out time to really just look at God, to fixate your eyes on Him? Your rhythms, whether it's work, whether it's family rhythms, does it allow you to really just spend time looking at Jesus, fixing your eyes on Jesus, setting your eyes intentionally on Jesus. You would see that as an as a, as a Israelite would journey in, in, in many different places in the desert. You know, in, in 1 Chronicles 16, 11, we read that God, God calls to them and he says to them, seek my face and seek my presence continually. So seek the Lord in his strength and seek his face continually. And it's incredible to see that in that Jeremiah 29 verse 13 says that when we seek him with our whole hearts, we will find him. So in order for us to take a hold of the kingdom of God, we need to fixate our eyes on Jesus, the one who holds the kingdom. And, and that, that, will, that will deal with every fear, every insecurity, and everything that we might feel in our hearts. And I'm speaking about something that I've seen in my own life. I remember uh, at, at the season where I was at Skes, I had a coffee once with Kala. And then he said, Godfrey, you need to take advantage of this season of your life. You have a lot of time. You have a lot of free time. You know, your schedule is not hectic and, and you can, you know, work around stuff. I want you to, to, to just make sure, you know, just, just dig whilst in the season because you never know what God has for you. You never know in what seasons are you, are you going to be. You never know where God is taking you. If you don't take advantage of the season of your life to really dig deep into God, you know, you might look back and, and miss those times. And I can say this morning, I am so grateful that I, I, I heard Kala's cry or, or, or that, I, that I followed his example. Because I'm in a season right now where if I don't spend time looking at Jesus, if I don't spend time making sure that just for my own personal heart, for my own personal walk, I don't fixate my eyes on him daily, you know, I, I, man, I, I know that it's impossible for me to take hold of everything that God has for me. So I want to say God is calling us this morning. Do not fixate our eyes on any other thing around us. Do not fixate our eyes even on the economy or just different things in this season that are not stable. But to say, even right now, God is calling us to make sure that we prioritize what it is that He would like 
for us to do. And then lastly, you know, we see these guys are, you know, so filled with insecurities. And, and, and that, that last um, sentence, it, it's actually a, a very scary sentence to read or very interesting sentence to read. It says, and there we saw the Nephilim, which were guys that were really, really strong. And we seemed to ourselves. So just look at the language here. It says, we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers. So this is the way that they viewed themselves in the whole scheme of God calling them to possess the land that he wants them to possess, to advance his kingdom. He says, we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers. So we were small. We looked at ourselves and we saw that we are small. And then he says, and so we seemed to them. So because they looked at themselves and they made conclusions that they were small, you know, it was inevitable that in the enemy's eyes that it would be small as well, right? And, and, and the way that we, that, 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 we do, that we view ourselves, the way that we look at ourselves is actually a big determining factor whether we're going to advance God's kingdom when he wants us to advance it or not. Because here's the thing, the enemy will convince us. The enemy will bring lies, he will bring deceptions, he will bring doubts, he will bring every, anything that he, want, he, that he can bring to, to line it up against us, to not seek the kingdom of God. He will do that. He will do that. So, so as we look at Jesus, as, as we find ourselves in God, and as we, as we pursue him, you know, it helps us you know, to make sure that we see ourselves rightly. That even when the enemy comes you know, to steal, to kill, and to destroy that we know that, that God, that Jesus came so that we may have life and life in abundance. But that an abundance is not just something that, it, that is just for us in our own personal lives, but it's an abundance that, that, that speaks about His kingdom and us advancing His kingdom together. So I feel like this morning, just the Lord is calling us to just, uh, again, just look at our lives. Are we at a space, this moment, where we can comfortably say, you know what, God and his kingdom, that takes precedence over everything. That is a way that I use to filter life and to filter, you know, just our way of life as a family or careers or whatever it is. Or is it actually the other way around where we're chasing other things? And, oh, by the way, if we have time, then God's kingdom, you know, can slip into there. So I feel like this morning there's, there's, there's really significant things that God has for us as a congregation. I honestly feel like there's something, there's stuff that God would want us to possess. There's, there's new things. I, I, I had a sense even yesterday as I was praying that there's a, a freshness that God wants to bring. Just in, in the revelation of Jesus. I feel like there's some of us actually that are fixated on revelation that we received 10, 20, how many years ago. And God is saying, I, I want to I come and do something new, man. It's amazing that, that, that you know me from, from those, those, those moments, but I want to do something now. And I feel like this is a part of what God was saying to the Israelites now that, yes, guys, you have experienced me as a God who delivered you out of Egypt. Yes, that is amazing, but I want to do something new now. I want to build up new stories right now. I want you guys to receive a fresh revelation of who I am as your God. And if we're not going to position ourselves so that we're going to miss out on the richness of what God has for us in this season. So I want to encourage us, may we not allow, you know, even the, the, the temperature of this world, you know, everything that is going around us to, to determine how we're going to position our lives. 
that the way that we view our lives is, is, is by the way of the kingdom. This is, why, this is why we're here. That's the only reason why we're here. To say, God, what is it that you're doing in your kingdom? And how can I be a part of it? So this morning, I would like for us just to close our eyes wherever we are. Just for a couple of moments. Just to, in a sense, just think about a few things. So I want us to just, uh, as we just take time to just be quiet, to in a sense just uh, do a bit of introspection for a couple of moments and just to look at our lives. Can we comfortably this morning say that when we look at aspects of our lives, that our lives truly revolves around the kingdom of God? God is calling us this morning to advance His kingdom in whatever way He chooses to do that through us. But in order for us to do that, we're going to need to position ourselves. And we're going to need to clear out anything that might be an obstacle, anything that might keep us back, whether it's fear, whether it's looking at the enemy, whether it's our own perception of ourselves or perception of how strong the enemy is. God is calling us this morning would you partner with him as he is advancing his kingdom in Stellenbosch? So I feel like the first thing that, um, or just a call that I would like to make is, as we're just looking at our lives, I want to say, you know, are there people this morning where even just as you look at, just your life dynamics, that you can say, you know what, I can clearly see how the kingdom of God has actually taken a back seat and how life has actually become about my comfort. Life has become about what I want and what I want to see, what I want to achieve, and it hasn't been about how God can use me to advance his kingdom. I want to say, if you feel like you know, the Lord is just uh, wanting to align your heart this morning, I want to say, can you just, wherever you are, with all eyes closed, can you just raise your hand? Just raise your hand if you feel like, you know, there's just something that God is just putting His finger on this morning. Thank you for those hands. Just, just keep it up for a moment. Yeah. So, Father, we just want to come before you this morning. And, God, we thank you that... Uh, Lord, you are busy advancing your kingdom, Lord, and as we know who you are, God, that you are God Almighty, that you don't need us, God, that you actually, Lord, you, you are able to do whatever you want to do, God, but for some reason, you choose to include us in your plan. So, Father, I just want to thank you, Father, for just those people that have, um, yeah, just uh, now, Lord God, just raise their hands, God, and I'm, I'm one of those people, God. I pray this morning in the name of Jesus, God, would you give us grace, Lord God, to know, um, Lord God, how you're calling us to position ourselves 
in this time, God, to know, Father, just how you are aligning us to your purposes, God, and how you're tweaking our lives in a sense, Father, how you are tuning our hearts and our desires, Lord God, even our longings, God, for your kingdom and for your kingdom alone, God. I pray, would you teach us and show us, Father, just how we can position ourselves for you and your plan, God. We thank you that you want to include us in that, God. We thank you that you want to use us, Father, to advance your kingdom. And this morning, God, we just we just say yes, God. Would you give us the grace, God? Would you give us the wisdom, God, the, the understanding, the counsel to know, God, how it is that we need to position ourselves, God. I pray this morning, would you remind us once again, Father, just of who you are, God, and what it is that you've done for us, God, and that you're calling us even right now, Father, to lay our lives down, Father, for your kingdom and for your purposes, God. We thank you, Father, for this. We thank you that you want to use us. And I pray, Father, would you give us the grace, God, to know, Father, how, how to just, uh, just, just set things up, God. I pray, Father, that even right now, this obedience won't be just something, Father, that, that, that is in our heads, God. But I pray that it would lead, Father, just to a practical just way of tweaking our lives. That we will know, God, how you're calling us right now, Father, to set ourselves up practically, Father, for your kingdom and for your kingdom alone, God. We honor you. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. And just for a second group of people that I would love just to pray for is just a, I feel like the Lord just really wants to come and give us a new revelation of Jesus. And, and this, I, I specifically felt it for some of us who've been walking with the Lord for a long time. I feel like in a sense, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like that there's some of us who've even lost, you know, just our fire, that zeal, you know, for, for, for God's purposes. You know, that you look at your lives and you, you think of seasons where you ran hard. You think, of, you think of seasons where you have stories and testimonies of how God moved. You know, like how the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, just flowed through you. But I feel like this morning God is saying, I want to come and reignite that fire. I want to come and reignite that thing, that passion for me, for my kingdom. I want to come and give you a new revelation of Jesus and in the book of Revelations, I just felt in the book of Revelations 4, you know, just, just John sees this magnificent picture of Jesus. You know, he sees a picture of the one who is seated on the throne who looks like a Nelian and Jasper. And he, and he sees, you know, rainbows and lightning. Just this majestic picture of the glory of God being revealed in front of his eyes. And I feel like the Lord just wants to come again and give us a new and a fresh revelation of who he is. So I want to I wanna ask is there, you know, just some people this morning that are saying, you know what, I, I, I can identify with it. I think that's what God wants to do in my life. Would you just slightly, just, just raise your hand, man. And just, let's, let's just trust God together that he will come and just reignite just this fire in your heart. So, Father, we just want to come right now in the name of Jesus. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that your word says that we will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. Lord, to be witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world, God. That when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he, he, just, he gives us, first of all, a revelation of Jesus. And out of that, God, it just uh, reignites our heart for your kingdom, God. And we, we just want to run after you, God, and, and what you are busy doing. And I pray this morning, in Jesus' name, God, would you come and once again give us just a fresh 
new perspective, God. Would you give us just new, clean lenses of who you are, God. I pray, would you just reignite our hearts, Father. Would you just pour fire in our hearts again, Father, for you, God. And fire, Father, for your kingdom in the name of Jesus. God, I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit will just come upon us once again, God, to, to arrest our hearts and to arrest our minds, God. I pray, Father, in Jesus' name, would you just allow for zeal once again for your house and for your name to consume us, God, in the name of Jesus. God, we don't just want to cling on to stories, Father, of what happened 10, 5, or even a year ago, God. Lord, we want new, Father, just a perspective and want new uh, revelation, God, of what, of how you want to reveal yourself, God, and what you want to do through us. So I pray this morning, Father, for those of us this morning who just raised our hands, God, just to receive new, Father, just lenses, new fire, God, just new wineskins this morning in the name of Jesus. And then lastly, I just want to, yeah, just give out a call for, maybe for those of us in here who don't have a relationship with Jesus. You know, you're saying, God, it's, it's all in well, you know, that you're preaching about advancing God's, you know, kingdom or taking land or whatever. Uh, but I, I, I don't even have a relationship with God. And maybe you're sitting here right now and you feel like the Holy Spirit is just tugging at your heart. Um, just with every eye closed right now, I don't want to put anyone on the spot or anything like that. But if, if you're here this morning and you know that you don't have a, 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 a relationship with Jesus, I want to I I ask this morning and even plead with you, would you just raise your hand this morning as I really believe that, that Jesus wants to come and he wants to just, uh, 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 just take hold of your whole life. He wants you to be in a relationship with him. And in that, you know, that's actually the first step of advancing, being part of his kingdom and also advancing his kingdom. So is there anyone in here that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and who says, I would like to give my heart to Jesus this morning? Just give a couple of moments. You don't have to be ashamed or embarrassed or anything like that. We're not going to call you to the front or anything like that. But if there's anyone here that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus and you're saying, I would like to start my relationship this morning, you're welcome to even afterwards just come and speak to one of the elders or speak to myself or, you know, some of the leaders in the house. Um, so I'll just end off um, for us in a word of prayer. Uh, so Father, we, maybe before I pray, can we all maybe just stand? And just wherever you are, maybe just to, if you are comfortable there, just to um, be in a position of just receiving this morning. Just you can open up your hands or put your hand on your heart or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, let's let just trust for just a new, um, yeah, just this morning, a new deposit, a fresh deposit just of God and His Spirit this morning. So Father, we just want to come before you right now. And Holy Spirit, we just want to give you space to just this morning refill us. Pray, come and fill us with your presence. Come and fill us with your presence this morning, God. Lord, we are hungry for you. We are thirsty for you. God, we come like David, God, in Psalm 63, where he says, Oh God, you are my God, and earnestly I seek you. My flesh faints for you, and my soul thirsts for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. God, this morning we thirst for you. We thirst and we hunger for you. And we pray, Holy Spirit, would you once again come and make a dwelling in us. 
We pray, would you once again just come and ignite fire in us? We pray once again, would you just ignite passion in us? Would you once again, Father, just ignite, Lord God, whatever you want to ignite, Father, for your kingdom and for your name, God. We pray once again that zeal will come and consume us, God. Father, we just want to give everything to you this morning, Jesus. We want to lay down, God, everything this morning that is not in line with you, God. And we want to say, Father, would you allow for us this morning, Father, to say, like Paul said, that we regard everything as rubbish for the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, our Lord, this morning. Oh, Father, fill us up once again, Jesus. I pray renew, Father, just to restore the joy of our salvation in you. Restore the joy, the, the power, the zeal, Father, just of being a in a relationship with you and being part of your kingdom, God. Our oh, Lord, we thirst for you. We thirst for you, Jesus. Oh, we pray, come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord Jesus.